Welcome to the Daily Decision Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to men, men who are tired of chasing and finding emptiness, men who want to find true fulfillment in everything they do. In this podcast, you will learn to achieve success in the key areas of your life, physically, emotionally, in family, and in business. Remember, it all starts with a decision. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Daily Decision. I'm your host, Michael Chabot. Today, man, I'm excited. I am pumped up. I was just talking to Bill about this before we got on the air. And, you know, Bill Hart, he is one of my business coaches. He's coached me. He is a business and life coach. Been doing it about 17 years. Is that right, Bill? That's it. Yeah. And um, this is one of the kindest, most loving, most passionate human beings I think you'll ever meet on the planet. Um, you know, Bill inspired me many years ago to start doing video, and I'd like to lead in just with that story. You know, before we started working together, his assistant said, oh, Bill has some videos to take a look. So I watched probably five or six of his videos. And I was like, wow, these are really good. I was super impressed. And when we had our first conversation, I said to Bill, you know, before we get into all this, I just want to say that I feel like I know you already. And Bill started chuckling. And, you know, I'm from back east. I'm like, why is that funny? <laughs> and Bill says, because that is exactly why we do video. And a matter of fact, I have one called I, I Feel Like I Know You. I'm going to send it to you for you to watch. So exactly. that's how our relationship started. It's great, man. I'd forgotten that, but that is exactly where it started. And uh, that's all true and accurate. So yeah. and look at you, man. Look at what you're doing now. Like, this is so cool. I love the way that you've found a way to utilize your voice, Michael, and, uh, and create something really special and good out of so much pain and tragedy. I'm just proud of you, dude. So proud of you. Thank you. And, and you're, you're one of the people, your voice, your love, your wisdom, you know, obviously I still follow everything that you do and you've gotten me to this place. So I, I really do thank you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but, uh, you know, it's, we're going through a time right now in our world, right? So my listeners know how I got here through the tragedy of losing my daughter, which for me gave me what I call an awakening. And, yep. you know, I was living a life very successful in my career, but I was, I was unfulfilled. I, this inside was empty. I couldn't fill it up. I like to call it the cup with the hole in the bottom, right? Mm. Just kept filling the cup, but it kept draining out. And until I lost my daughter, until I was forced to look in the mirror and do the really deep work, I didn't have this voice. I was yeah. just chasing, chasing, chasing. And I know, Bill, this is what you work with so many of your clients. And we're at a point right now in the world where we're all confined to our homes and we're forced <laughs> to look inward and do totally. the inner work. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's funny. Th those are conversations that are happening every single day, Michael. It is, <clears throat> it is really interesting in my business. You know, our, our slogan at Building Champions is coaching life and business on purpose. And so we always help clients start, as you know, with a life plan. And the idea of the life plan is to kind of picture yourself with an anchor over your head and you, you toss it out into the future. Like, that's where I want to end up. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the husband I want to be. That's the father I want to be. That's the spouse I want to be. And, um, and then every day, pull a little closer towards it, right? Yeah. 
And in busy times when people are just humming, uh, like, like you, not that long ago. Yeah. Sometimes that's a tough place to get people to connect. Like, like it, it, they'll, they'll do it in a perfunctory way because it's like, yeah, okay, my coach wants me to do this. But yeah, this is a whole new season right now where suddenly we've got completely different levels of um, connection, connectivity, <clears throat> lack of connectivity. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we look at everything through a very different lens right now. Priorities are changing rapidly. There's enormous fear and uncertainty. And yes, you know, the, 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 the thing that this leads me into is something that Renee Rodriguez said the other day and great guy to follow, by the way, if you don't track with Renee, he, Love he, Renee. he, he, isn't he brilliant? He just, yes. he applies neuroscience to our lives. And he said the, something the other day, I wrote it down on a board cause I use it now all the time when I'm doing these interviews. Um, but he said, that's what we, that's what we require as human beings, structure, Love it. order, and predictability. And he said, ironically, oh, what are we missing right now? Structure, order, and predictability. Like we don't have it. No. And so what's interesting, Michael, is, you know, I, I've seen three different paths. There, three, there's probably more than this. Three different paths people can take. One is they get drawn into the news and I, and I will say that I think the morning shows do a pretty good job, like ABC, CBS, NBC. Agreed. They're trying to do a good job of kind of keeping, keeping it light, you know, and we're, we're here with you and we're stuck in our basement. And, you know, I, I think they do a pretty good job. It's the, you know, the CNNs and the Foxes mm -hmm. of the world that, you know, they're, that's not their business. Their business is to create an addiction and, yes. and they want you to stay connected constantly. And, and so they do that by, by in, inflaming the issue, right? So you know it as well as I do, and there are people listening right now that may very well be in this same boat where it's just an easy thing to do, and I would suggest to you that's a great habit to break. Yes. The second route is people hoard, mm. and like that's going on, right? Obviously, we've seen it all. We joke about the toilet paper thing, but dude, I've got cousins right now in Glendale, California that live in a little thousand square foot house they've been in 40 years. They haven't worked in 10 years. They're both retired, and they're they've got easily a four-month supply of non-perishable food items wow and a lot of ammunition <laughs> and, and i'm not kidding like <laughs> like their their mind just goes zombie apocalypse you know and dude it yeah. it may come to that i mean i look i know you're a man of faith i'm a man of faith yes I, the, where i go is someplace completely different with that right philippians yeah. four six and seven promises us a peace that surpasses all understanding and if there's ever a time for that, like this all sounds good on Sunday, but now when you have to live it mm -hmm. in a time like this that we've never encountered before, anybody, this is brand new ground, man. Yeah. This is brand new ground. <clears throat> this is a combination of World War II and 9-11 and 2007 and the Black Plague all wrapped into one. And, and so I think the third option is to you know, to do what we all know, Michael, and forgive me for just taking off on this diatribe no, I love it. after this third point. <clears throat> well, it's, we all say and understand, I think the concept of control what you can control. And every single time I say that to somebody, they nod their head like, yep, that's what I need to do. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is most people aren't very good at that. No. And, and, and so I think we need some structure around that and one of the one of the ways that i love is I, I think you've seen me probably talk about this planner but for those of you that aren't using a planner or maybe you use outlook right now that here's what i would suggest to you this is a hardbound book it's called the full focus planner full yep. focus planner it is um 
designed by Michael Hyatt, and the it's a quarterly planner, so it's two pages per day. Here's what I love about it. That section right now, this is what I've got all my clients focused on. It's what are the top three things I'm going to do today? So I would challenge you, if you find yourself in this position of, of saying, man, I do not have structure, order, and predictability, start with something really small and start with what are those three things I need to accomplish today? And, you know, it could be anything. Michael, for you, maybe it was this show. You know, I'm going to do this recording with Bill. For somebody else, it might be, I'm going to take, I, I had just ordered these handwritten notes mm. that are just real simple. There's no logo on it. It's just my name, right? It's that real heavy yeah, card nice. stock. Blue ink though, right? And and I'm sending out five handwritten notes a day. It might be that for you. If you're in sales or sales and leader, sales and sales leadership, which most of my clients are in, mm-hmm. I would submit to you now is the time to connect with people's hearts. Daniel Harkavy, my boss, the founder of Building Champion, says, flip the light switches up on people's hearts. Mm. And so what I'm saying is don't connect with them about business right now. If it's not appropriate, just connect with them. How are you doing? How's it going? And so if that's a call or a handwritten note or a text, I think that's what we need to do in terms of how to tame this lack of structure, order, and predictability. That's my opinion. And it's really my experience. I love that. I mean, for me, Bill, what I, what I learned through my tragedy of losing my daughter was I created a morning routine that really changed my life, right? Getting up at a certain time every day, hitting the gym, meditating, journaling, taking a cold shower. And through all of this, that has helped me maintain my sanity. And of course I limit the news that I watch. Right. Um, and you know, it's interesting though, I, just like everybody else, I, I, this is what I always like to share with my listeners is that I'm a human being just like you and I get sucked in and I was having a moment where I was starting to fear, feel fearful and panic. Yeah. And I woke up, I read a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, oh, Victor Frankl, book, man, it right? doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. I mean, wonderful book. And I woke up the next morning and I thought, okay, first of all, let's take a breath. You're, you're stuck in your beautiful home that you have a nice backyard. You can go sit in. Your family is all here, healthy, safe, right? Uh, I have food in the, in the kitchen. I've got running water, a warm bed, all those things. Like you can do this, right? Absolutely. It's not really that difficult. And yeah, Vic, Victor Frankl. So for those that may not be familiar with it, psychiatrist in uh, Auschwitz, I think it was right. Mm-hmm. In, yep. During World War II and, uh, and they killed his family. And, you know, he's got these horrible Nazi guards and he made the decision in that moment to forgive them. Mm. And he describes it as the last of the human liberties is the ability to make that choice. And so, the, you know, this all sounds trite and airy-fairy, like you have a choice, you know, but, right. you know, some of the jokes that go around right now have so much truth in them, right? There was one the other day, you might've seen it from Steve Harney that said, like to, to Viktor Frankl's experience, our grandparents were called to war. Yes. We've been called to stay home on our couch. We can do this. Right. Don't screw it up. Right. Right? I know. I know. Now, I don't want to diminish that there are people that have lost their jobs. Me and, either. You Me. know, there's a stimulus bill that was just approved that is more of a, you know, um, safety, you know, play than it is stimulus. But you know, you, you, you and I are not the ones that are going to get these checks, right? But there are people right now that have lost their jobs, mm-hmm. don't know how to pay the rent, don't know how to put food on the table. 
and so I don't I don't want to diminish that. There there are very real effects from what's going on right Agreed. now. Agreed. And and you know what, dude? Uh, when this is over, and everything seems to say months at this point, right? But when this thing is over, we're going to enter into a new normal, and it won't be what it was before. And here's my hope, and here's my prayer. Yeah. My hope and prayer is, Michael, that that people will come out of the other side of this experience a bit more calm, a bit more connected, a bit more thoughtful and aware, much like your awakening, right? Mm -hmm. the, the most horrific event that a parent can imagine is what you went through. Yeah. And while this is not that, it, it's, it's a trauma. You know, Absolutely there's no doubt it that it's a trauma. Yeah. And you did make a choice about how you came out the other end. Because, Bud, you know this. There are people that lose their children. As a matter of fact, let me, let me give you an idea. I haven't even said this to you before. So we have an, a, another set of cousins. I married an Italian woman, as you know. So I have, yeah. I have tons of cousins <laughs> on my wife's side now, yes. right, that yes. the last 30 years. My little, my little tiny, <clears throat> you know, Episcopalian family, where, you know, it's, it's, it's like my big fat Greek wedding, right? There's a very yeah. small handful of us. But on Tony's side, there's a lot of them. And so, the, so imagine this. They, as a matter of fact, the funny thing is, they, they are... They are related. The cousins that I mentioned in Glendale and the other ones that are in Virginia, who I hope never hear this show because I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> but I think it's important. So they're, okay, the ones in Virginia, they're, they're two kids. And his parents were all killed in a car accident by a drunk driver. Wow. 30, 38 years ago. Wow. 38 years ago. They're in Europe, England, buying antiques. That was the job, that, that was the business that they were in, and they put them in shipping containers and ship them back, and that was their business. And a drunk driver crosses the meridian, takes all four of them out like My that. And they would go to therapy. They'd go to counseling sessions, I, I'm sure, similar to group sessions. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you went through something similar. And, and they would tell us, like, okay, he lost his daughter. She lost her son. She mm -hmm. lost but nobody lost both of their parents and both of their kids yeah. in the same event, right? Yeah. And so here's the bad news. 38 years later, dude, they're damaged goods. They, yeah. they are damaged goods. They, they don't have a podcast. They haven't written a book. They haven't figured out how to help people. And may, maybe it's just because the trauma was too great. I don't know, but I'm telling you, man, their lives were never the same. And so I think we have an opportunity to look at this and say, each and every day, how can I get a little bit better? And I really mean that. So whether those are push-ups that you're doing at home or learning a language right now or finding out how to fine-tune some skills that will help you, right now we're seeing people thrust into having to do video. You yeah. did video because, you know, you just slowly realized this is something I need to do and I shamed you into it a little bit. <laughs> Suddenly people are like, okay, I have no choice. Like I have to do video now yeah. if I'm going to connect with my team and so forth. But now's the time, right? Like if yeah. you've got a website, improve your website. If you've got specific skills that need to be improved right now in your job, whatever it is, get better at it. This is not a time to just experience homeostasis, right? This is yes. a time to lean in and get better. I, I agree. And, and God, so much good stuff there, Bill. Um, so I'll go back to first the tragedy, right? And yep. so through my journey, I, you know, group meetings, I belong to Facebook groups of bereaved parents, all kinds of things. I've read lots of books. And, you know, there was one moment where I woke up and I said, you selfish son of a bitch. 
to myself, right? First of all, you and I are religious men, right? And I said, okay, yep. God gave up his only son for all of us. I have two right. other kids. Yeah. Stop being so goddamn selfish, right? Yeah. And then I read stories, you know, uh, one family lost all three of their children in a house fire, mm. right? All three. Mm. And, you know, there's just so many stories. And then, you know, I just, I had a moment where I really leaned hard into my faith. And I had a moment where I said to myself, okay, you have, you have two choices. You can give up, you can quit. You can live the rest of your life like this. Cause I had about nine, 10 months where I couldn't work. I drank a lot, you know, just, I was miserable. Yep. And then I had a moment and said, it's my job, first of all, to step up and lead for my family. I have to lead them out of the darkness, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I want to honor my daughter with the actions of my life so that Love she that. can still have a, a life and a voice totally. moving forward. So right? cool, dude. So cool. And that's where this podcast was born, the daily decision, because it all starts with a decision. That's right. Right? And then you build from the decision into action. And it's not one day you go from the basement to the top of the mountain. It's little steps every day. One step forward, one breath, one moment, one step. And I tell all my listeners, Bill, some days you'll fall down two steps. Yeah. And that's okay. Like I want to go yeah. back to you talking about the planner. Um, I've discovered something that I use. I write down the five critical items every day that I need to get done right? Nice. It could be in my business, in my home, whatever it is, five critical items that I need to achieve. Mm -hmm. And as I check them off, if I, if I do four out of five, I put a W at the top of the page and I win the day. Nice. Right. And nice. so Love it. what I've learned is that if I can win days, those days, mm -hmm. enough days turn into weeks, enough weeks turn into months. And then all of a sudden you look back a year or two years and you go, wow, I've transformed yeah, my life. Yeah, you know, it's funny as you describe it, and, and maybe I'm tapping into something that is obvious and exists, and I just didn't know it, but it sounds like what you're describing is a 12-step program. Very similar to a 12-step program, yeah. Right? It is. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a model similar to that in the bereavement world, but I imagine that there is that's around control what you can control and everything that you just said, right? Yeah. It, so, so anyway, I think that it, it, in terms of encouraging your listeners right now, Man, if there was one thing that I was going to suggest to you that would have the biggest impact, it would be like get dressed, take a shower, do some push-ups, go yes. for a walk, you know, yeah. do, do, do what you need to do, eat a healthy meal, control the things that you can control, limit the amount of information that you're taking in that is designed to um, make us anxious, or at least that's the end result is to mm -hmm. make us anxious, limit that. I would strongly encourage people, and you know this with your morning routine, to find something that inspires you in the morning. For me, it's the Bible. For somebody else, it might be Tony Robbins or reading some poetry or reading Viktor Frankl's book, but just 20 minutes. You know, you don't have to do like an hour. Yeah, no. But right? It, here's, here's the reason that we love this. That, you know, Darren Hardy, the publisher of Success Magazine, I know you know, and mm -hmm. you know, he, he talks about this concept of calibrating your day. Have you ever heard him talk about that? No, I'd love to hear more. So there's a, there's a guy that I've coached for years that I think you know, Josh Metal in, in mm -hmm. Salt Lake City. And Josh is amazing. He, he's an easy guy to hate because he's handsome, <laughs> he's brilliant, he's nice, he's like he's got it incredibly all. successful, absolutely. 
And I, I coached him for years. And one of the things that he latched onto was that idea from Darren Hardy of calibrating his day. So there was a period of time when he was building his business, when he woke up at 3 a.m., like 3 a.m. I get it up at 3 a.m. to pee and then I go back to bed. <laughs> right. He actually, he actually like got up to start his day. Right. And so what he would do is he would review his, because we were coaching, he'd review his life plan, mm. his business plan. And it's a simple one page, like, you know, it takes minutes to just like, yeah. what he said is I'm calibrating my day and it's like, I'm, I'm creating the lane that I'm going to be in for the day. And that allowed him then to make different decisions and choices as he moved through the day. So if you think about calibrating your day, just as you've done with the five things that you want to accomplish and for, if I heard you correctly, 80% is a win, right? Yes, like that's if I correct. Get four, as long yeah. as you get four out of five. Yep. So folks, like take that idea, run with that, calibrate your day, create beforehand what a win looks like, because otherwise here's what happens. We wake up and react. Mm-hmm. Here's what I figured out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you this with a, uh, I don't have any shoes in here, so I'm going to use my house slipper because that's what we wear these days, right? Sure, yeah. So there's three footings we all have, Michael. Flat-footed is not good, right? We've all heard the expression getting caught flat-footed. You don't want to be flat-footed. No. You don't want to be on your heels, God forbid. You're backing up. You're, you're you know, out of, yeah. out of balance. You know this as an athlete, as a hockey mm-hmm. player. Yep. And you, what you, the third option is you want to be on the balls of your feet. And so in almost any athletic position, you want to be on the balls of your feet. And it's just such a great visual to remind yourself that as you engage with your day, find a way to be on the balls of your feet, leaning into your day. Mm. Too many people right now are either flat footed or on the, they're on their heels backing up. To me, it's an easy visual and it just helps me to set my day. Man, I love that, Bill. That's so, you're so good at this. I'm, man, I, I'm so blessed to share to share your visions, your knowledge, your heart with my listeners. And it's funny because you're right. In coaching in ice hockey, right, there's a term that all coaches use. We want to play on our toes. Play on our toes. Never want to be caught flat-footed on our heels. Right. It's the same thing. Totally. I mean, really, if you picture hockey players, holy cow, you guys are always on the front of your feet. Yeah. Right? You have to, you have to. Yeah. And I want to go back to something you were talking about, which is, so what my morning routine has provided me and then using this five critical items is it's built confidence. And mm. somebody that I read a book, he talked about, he said, you know, look, there's perceived confidence and there's earned confidence. Mm. And he put it like this. He said, perceived confidence is that I can get in the ring and beat Floyd Mayweather. Right. And he said, Floyd has earned confidence. He's put the 10,000 hours plus into the ring, into the work. Right. And so what I've learned, and I I would love to have you talk more about this is that Mm. what I've learned and the thing that I was always lacking in in the past was that I didn't believe in myself, even though I, I was successful, I didn't have the belief. I had that, what they call imposter syndrome. Mm. Like at the end of the day, in, in the darkness, in those moments by myself, I felt like a fraud. Yeah. And now, because I do the work, I show up every day, right? Mm. And I check off the list. <clears throat> I look at the man in the mirror and I go, man, I love that guy, right? Talk about that. Yeah. Well, you just did, but you described it beautifully. I, I, the funny thing is, you know, I, I say 16 years of coaching. It's actually now 17 years of coaching, but we calculated the other day, 16,000 hours of coaching, Michael. Wow. Think about that. 16,000 hours. You mentioned the 10,000 hours. Yeah. Um, that uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about, but the the 
the fact that I've, over the last 17 years, been able to spend time inside people's lives like yourself, that, you know, when people ask me questions, I feel like, man, if you're asking John Maxwell or Darren Hardy or some authority, like they're going to say, well, here's what I've learned over the years. And <laughs> I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I have that. I just, I don't think I have that. I think what I am is a reporter. I, I feel like I learn from the most effective people that I've coached. And mm. as you know, I wrote a book a couple of years ago and I interviewed Navy SEALs and Army mm -hmm. Rangers and a Top Gun instructor. And you just start seeing patterns from the most effective people. I've started to use that word rather than successful because I don't want people to misread what I'm saying. I'm not saying successful in the world sense, like they make the most money. Sometimes right. that is the case, but, but effective people to me, they're the ones like it's very different for a Navy SEAL, right? They're not making a million bucks a year, right? But they are highly effective at what they do. They are leading edge of the spear. They have trained and trained. They operate as a team. They know how to roll. Yeah. If you're not watching SEAL Team, by the way, it's a really good depiction of what the what those guys those team guys do. Yeah. Great TV show, but that that to me is the name of the game. And the most highly effective people, in my experience are absolutely what what did you call it at the end what was it called earned, earned confidence? confidence yeah earned yeah. confidence they, they they have earned confidence and really that's where i come from as a coach right i know yeah. that i know that 17 years ago when i started this i wasn't a good coach i know i wasn't and and there are people right now and you see it all the time where people are like suddenly they're a coach like How'd that happen? How'd you become a coach all of a sudden, like overnight? And I remember what it was like for me. And I think, oh man, I owe a bunch of people refunds. You know, I just, I wasn't good. And now I've learned, let me give you a classic example of this. This week, as a matter of fact, I'm probably going to record a video on this today. Um, this week I get people on the phone and just like you and I did before we start started uh, recording here, of course you do a little catch up, like wow, the world's changed. How are you? And so forth. Yeah. But I'll give that 10 minutes right now. And then I tell the client, look, I'm glad that we got caught up. But if we keep going down this path, you're going to get to the end of the call. And you're going to say, I just had a really good conversation with a friend of mine that I pay $1,000 an hour to. <laughs> right. And so here's what I would rather we do. Let's now transition and let's find the one thing that's going to have the biggest impact on you right now that we can work on so that at the end of the call, instead, you say, I am so glad I had that conversation with my coach, mm. really got my head straight, got me centered. That's the thing I need to be focused on right now. To me, that's what effective coaching is, yeah. right? Like you don't need a paid friend. Come no. on. That's silly. My job is to help the client identify the gaps. This is the name of my second book, by the way. I'm starting to write it right now. Ooh, nice. It's, it's going to be called Closing the Gaps. Mm. That'll be the big letters. The subtitle will be Between Intention and Execution. Mm. So what I see, Michael, every day is, okay, client, what's the gap between where you are right now and where you want to be? Now, that's a very different answer today than it would have been two weeks ago. The Absolutely. Yes. The world has changed. Everything's yes. different. So anyway, that's, that's what I'm seeing right now. And I just think it, you know, if you're working with a coach right now, if you're listening to this and you're working with a coach, just, just make sure that you don't fall into that very normal human pattern of just spending all your time having a conversation about what's going on at your home and what's going on at their home. Unless that's the single most important thing to you, give that the appropriate time. 
then make the transition into gap closing. Like, yeah. what do I need to be doing right now? And maybe it's the morning routine. Maybe I need to design a morning routine. Maybe it's I need to call my database and love on them. Maybe it's I need to start sending out some handwritten mm -hmm. notes. I don't know. I don't know what it is. The client has to tell me, right? Yeah, that's probably all of those things. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think more than ever, and this is the transition that I've made, is, is I've been able to step into my vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. And really what that means to me is lead with my heart. I talk about this a lot, Bill, is taking off the mask, right? So good. You, you know me. I mean, I, I've, I've been so much in, in the past of my life a perfectionist and want mm -hmm. everything perfect, and you talked about it when you first started out coaching. It takes reps to get better, right? But totally. you got to start somewhere. Totally. And I think that what the universe is providing us right now mm. is an opportunity to go from the head and really connect and lead from the heart. And we're seeing a lot of that in society right now. Yeah. So I had a, I had a, a call this morning. They're all Zoom calls these days. Of course, yeah. we're all doing Zoom. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great to have purchased Zoom stock about a month ago? Yeah. Um, but I had nine leaders from the mortgage industry. That's the industry that I, I spend most of my time in. And and these are, you know, regionals and above some EVPs. And that industry, while still moving forward, has some very real issues to deal with right yes. now, right? Liquidity being yes primary one among them. So we were talking about what they were doing right now with their teams. And it was just interesting to hear, you know, where they were focused and what the things mm -hmm. are that they're working on right now. And for them, for the, for the vast majority of them, it was, it was connectivity. It was, how do I stay better connected to my people? And what I see right now that I just think is so interesting, Michael, is in the industry that I serve, there are what I call empty suits mm. and there are leaders. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all known that those empty suits were out there and they were typically in a leadership role and they've been around a while and they'll, they, they glad hand you at the sales rallies and the yep. president's clubs and they play golf with your best clients and they can be great people. Um, but true leadership mm -hmm. is helping us to see what's possible in us. I, I'll, I'll misquote this horribly, but do you remember uh, Tom Landry, Dallas Cowboys? Of course. Coach? Yeah, okay. of course. Tom Landry said <clears throat> words to these effect. He said, a, a, he said a, a, a great coach will help you to see what you don't want to see and hear what you don't want to hear so you can become who you've always known you could be. Absolutely. That's our opportunity right now. 100%. And, and the vast majority of people leading right now by there or listening right now are leaders. And mm -hmm. when I say leaders, there's somebody that you're responsible for. Yeah. Right. And, and Daniel Harkavy, again, at our company, his, his quote is that, um, and I was going to post this this afternoon too. It's funny. This stuff is all coming up right now, <laughs> but he said, um, self-leadership precedes team leadership. Mm. Think of yourself, Michael, the, the, the leader that you were three years ago, I guarantee you is completely different than the leader that you are today. And it's because of what you just identified. You're leading from the heart. Yes. You've pulled off the mask. John Eldridge calls it the, the poser mm. syndrome, right? Mm. Just like you said with the imposter. Yeah. Men in particular, and I think you said that there's a disproportionate number of listeners that are men on this show. And, and guys, I just got to tell you, man, I, I can tell you this at 65 on Sunday. Um, for much of my life, I was a poser. Mm. I know I was. 
and I call it tap dancing in the spotlight. And it's because I don't know if you remember this scene from the movie Chicago. So Chicago was a musical, right? And then yeah. it was a movie with Catherine Zeta-Jones and, and Richard Gere. And there's a moment in the courtroom where Richard Gere is an attorney and it's a musical, right? So things get weird kind of quick. And, and the, <laughs> the opposing attorney or something happens and he's like blindsided, like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. And so the lights go down in the courtroom because it's a musical and, and a spotlight comes on and he starts like just tap <laughs> dancing. And I thought that's, that was me up mm. until probably my thirties. I, I guarantee you, I tap danced in the spotlight. So if this is connecting with you right now, if you're listening to this and you say, you know what, I, I think I am a poser. I don't think I show my authentic self, man. I'd encourage you to reach out to Michael and, and, or me, if I can be of value to you, yeah. I'd be happy to do it. But, and I'm telling you what, guys, if that's something that you can, you can bust through right now, particularly if you're home and you're home with your family and you're kind of thrust into a closer situation without the time and distance that you used to have and the busyness of being busy, now's the time to get rid of that mask. And as Michael said, start coming from a place of your authentic heart. And once you do that, you're going to, you're going to see that your relationships get deeper Yes. You're going to see that you, I believe you will find that you become more magnetic to people, which usually means it actually improves your business. My whole brand, Michael, is about this. The, the, you know, the stuff that I push out. I, I, I either push out things that I think are funny or inspirational or helpful. Yeah. That's, that's what I put out on social media. And it's because that's what attracts me. And And I'm not trying to pose and be all like, you know, I've got no. this figured out, you know, here's yeah, no. this. that's not, that's not <laughs> no. who Bill is. No, you're authentic. No, fine yours. Right. Yeah. I love it. Yep. So let me ask you a couple of questions. This is, yeah, of I mean, man, this is really good stuff, Bill. Thank you. But good buddy. Yeah. So I love this question. I want to ask you, and, and I know you're going to be able to answer this so well. So why do you think some people are successful and others fail when they have access to the same resources and tools? <laughs> oh, dude. Well, I, I'll tell you that I could go so many different directions, but the one that comes to my mind is discipline. Mm. Uh, I just find this to be so interesting. But again, I'm going to tell you, being completely transparent, I didn't learn discipline when I was young. Mm. So I want to talk to you right now as the hockey coach. And, and you know that my granddaughter, my now 16-year-old granddaughter, skates on the same ice as you do. I do. At a different time. Ella Grace is a figure skater. And she's been skating for 10 years. Mm. And I told her the other day for her 16th, we did something sort of special for her 16th birthday. And everybody sort of spoke into her, like, who is this young woman that we see? You know, it was oh, a really sweet that. thing. and. I said, well, you know, men have that, right? Boys have that with, you know, uh, bar mitzvahs and, and we see it in other cultures, but, but sure. women don't often. And, and so what's cool is our kids created something like that for her. And, and so they spoke into her and my, my comment to her was, you are so amazing because the discipline that you've learned in ice skating, showing up early, skating when nobody else wants to even be awake, you know, and and just getting it figured out and getting it figured out and pushing through in, uh, injuries and all the stuff that you experience on the same ice, like yeah. ice is pretty unforgiving, I think, right? It this is. isn't like water, <laughs> no. it's frozen water. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. And, and so 
that's, I believe that's a gift. And so when you ask me, when I, when I look at the most effective people that I've coached, the vast majority of them, Michael, they figured out discipline early in life. So it was either in athletics, sports, music, um, martial arts, mm -hmm. uh, the military, scholastics, obviously. But if you're like me, so if you're listening right now and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't, I kind of, you know, no, I didn't, I didn't, I, I have no check marks for those boxes, <laughs> like me. Right. I was just happy-go-lucky guy. I was, I got a big personality. I had a lot of friends. Like that was, that's yeah. how I went through life. And so later when I figured out, oh, you actually have to show up, mm -hmm. right? So in my 30s, I had to figure out discipline. And just like learning a language, it's much more difficult as an adult than it is as a child. So I'm speaking to you through two lenses right now. One is for you that are parents with children, mm. recognize that the discipline that they learn now, wherever they learn it, will pay enormous dividends for them down the road. When I get them as a business coach and they're paying a lot of money for me, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, give me a Marine. <laughs> Give me a Marine. Give right. me a, give me a, a, give me a martial artist, right? Mm. Give me, give me somebody that's done that someplace else. And I can so move them down this channel in business, yeah. but somebody like me that didn't figure it out, we have to create it artificially. Yeah. So, I mean, we can go further down the discipline path if you want, but that's my answer is it is in my mind, that is like non-negotiable. That's a great answer. I mean, as the hockey coach, you know, I, I wear two hats. I'm a coach that wants to teach these young men to be better hockey players from a skill point. Yeah. But more important than that, Bill, I want to teach them life lessons. I want to teach them about discipline, that, consistency, dude. commitment. You know, I, I, I'm probably, you know, towards the end of the season this year, I give my players a ton of homework. Yeah. You know, and it's all mindset work. It's all things to look inward. Yeah. Because I tell them, you know, I love this quote, which is the one that says, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. And absolutely, man. I mean, there's no better way to say it because as a hockey coach, I'll tell you, if I go to a tryout and I see a kid who's super talented, but lazy, my eye goes towards the kid who I see busting his tail every time he's on the ice. Oh, I'd rather have that kid. Totally. Right. And oh, I know yeah, you man. as a coach would rather coach somebody like that. All day long. And and by the way, mm -hmm. let me make you an offer. If you would like to do a Zoom call for your team, Ooh. let's do that. I would love that. Yeah, let's do I'll that. I'll take you up right on now that. they're not they're not skating. And uh would you be training now normally? Uh we are our season just ended. So we okay. had, we got lucky. We so got your timing was actually good. Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah. Most of the other teams like my my friend uh his son plays for the Kings uh, 16 AAA team, which is very mm -hmm. high level. They made nationals and they didn't get to go because it all got wow. canceled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, keep that in your back pocket then and we'll use it whenever it is that you want to use it. But I, I'll tell you my, my favorite quote, whether I have two actually. Please. Um, so one is Jocko. I think most people know Jocko. Jocko these days, right? Jocko Willink is just the quintessential Navy SEAL leader and his neck is bigger than my thigh and <laughs> his, his voice is exactly like this right yes. he just has a shaved head and he just looks pissed off all the time yes and Jocko's quote from my favorite book on leadership actually which is his book extreme ownership he says discipline equals freedom yeah discipline equals freedom but when when you hear that most people are like uh hang on I freedom is like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and right. I mean, and disciplines like 
I got to go do that thing. And his point is, so think of it this way. We're at a time right now where there will be great deals to be had, mm -hmm. whether it's on cars or real estate or stock or, I mean, yep. like, dude, buy American Airlines at a buck, right? Right. I mean, come on. There's going to be a, a Disney right now. You know, buy, do you think Disney's going to be back? I'm pretty sure Disney's going to be yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, now, now's the time to take advantage of those things. But if I live paycheck to paycheck and I haven't been disciplined in my finances, mm. I don't have the ability to take advantage of that. Today I was on a walk and I, I hear this familiar growl going down the street and it's a kid, probably 18 years old, driving a, a 69 Camaro, mm. like SS. It's my dream car, dude. It Beautiful always has car. It's probably a $70,000 car, right? And I thought, you know, now would probably be a really good time to pick up a classic car that somebody's third car, right? That mm -hmm. like we could probably use the money more than we could use the car right now. Yeah. So discipline equals freedom. If I am disciplined in my fitness, when we go to Kauai, when we're traveling again, mm -hmm. we go to Kauai, I don't have to worry about having the three or four X t-shirt when I'm on the beach. Right. Because I was undisciplined yeah. in my fitness, right? So discipline equals freedom. My other favorite quote is from Jim Rohn. Everybody's got to quote Jim Rohn at some point, right? Absolutely. And I don't know if I ever went through this with you or not, but I often have clients memorize this. And it's, it's where he says, we must all suffer from one of two pains. You know this. It's the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. He says the difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Michael, think of it this way. You're at a restaurant. Remember when we used to go to restaurants? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're at, I don't know, Cheesecake Factory, right? And you got yeah. this great waitress that come, comes by and she's like, oh my goodness, we have this unbelievable cheesecake, you guys, and with hot fudge. Oh, oh, it's Split it if you want to, but it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you say, you have two choices. You either say, I'm going to exercise discipline and say, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to pass. It sounds amazing, but I'm going to pass. Does that create pain? Yes. Yeah. Okay, but it's a little bit of pain, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're denying yourself. The bigger pain is, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, can I get vanilla ice cream on it? Right. And then you eat it, and you know what happens as you're partway in. First of all, the sugar kicks in usually, and you start to feel it as a headache. And then you start feeling your gut, and it's like, yeah, I probably didn't need to do that. Yep. So it's, it's true at restaurants. It's true in the morning when you wake up. Mm -hmm. when, I'm, I'm going to leave your listeners with a thought here. Here's something you could do tomorrow. Like, you can memorize that quote. I just rolled it off. I didn't read it, right? I've been telling people that for 30 years. You can memorize that quote. You can memorize that quote. And when you wake up in the morning, have it be the first thing that you put through your head. Like, just listen to my words now and say, you know what? I'm going to memorize that quote because I believe it will have a positive impact on my life. Yeah. Or maybe you've got a teenager that needs to learn that. You learn it together. You guys quiz each other at the dining room table. So let me give it to you again, right? Mm. We must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. I believe discipline is the name of the game, Michael, and I've never heard it described any better than Jim Rohn's quote. I, first of all, I got chills. And second of all, I could not agree more. So I'm, you know, by the way, is your birthday this Sunday or just passed? It's this Sunday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, Happy thanks, birthday, buddy. Appreciate it. 
So I'm Come turning... on live for the part. Oh, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Next time. So you're I'm, turning what? I'm turning 50 in September. So I'm, I've got a, you know, big number in front of me. That is a big number. Um, and I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in my life. That's so and, cool, dude. And people ask me all the time, like, well, how do you do it? And I say, discipline. There are mornings when I get up and I'm tired, but I know that I've made a commitment. And yeah. like you, I want to, I don't want to be the guy wearing the triple X, you know, t-shirt on the totally. beach. And, you know, I want to show others that, you know, being fit, you know, the one thing that, that I learned, and actually when you and I were coaching, if you remember, I went through some health issues. I do and remember. The one thing that I've learned is that without your health, and we're learning that right now, the world is smacking oh us in goodness. the face with it. Yep. Without your health, you have nothing. 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 And yep. it starts with what we put in our mouth, totally. right? I've, I've completely changed my eating, eating habits. Doesn't mean that nice. I eat perfectly, yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I eat very healthy. My wife, the same thing, you know, our, our family eats very healthy and Great, it, it fuels the fire. It gives me the energy that I need to achieve the things that I want. And totally. so I love that you went to Jocko's quote too, because I put that up on my Instagram not too long ago. Nice. It's so true is that discipline in your life, whether it's your fitness, your career, your relationships, your finances, it gives you freedom. It totally does. It totally does. And I remember a long time ago, Bill, you asked me, what, is, what does success mean to me? Mm. And success to me is the freedom to choose what I want to do. Yeah, man. Right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And you know what? We have an interesting opportunity right now as a society. We're going to start seeing, you watch what happens. This, this country is ridiculous. You, mm. you start watching what's developing. I mean, right now, if you start looking at the ads, not only the ones on television, but the one that we see on social, they're geared towards, like, no kidding, 20 bucks on Amazon, Hanes. I'm not wow. kidding you, you guys. If you need a pair of these, <laughs> go, go buy That's yourself awesome. some Hanes house slippers. I posted them. You look, look me up on, on social posted them the other day, but all of a sudden, look at what's being marketed, right? Sweats, you know, comfortable clothes. <laughs> you know, here in Southern California, there was an ad the other day for uh, Jerome's Furniture, and they were saying, hey, you're spending more time at home right now. Why not have the furniture that you want? 12 months, no interest. It's like, <laughs> I love that, right? So we're going to begin to see more and more opportunities. You know, the fact that we're, we're in a time right now where there are forced disciplines. Yes. Video is a forced discipline. Zoom is a forced discipline. There are some things that were good for us anyway that we should probably get better at that mm -hmm. now we're being forced into. But you watch the opportunities. And so somebody listening right now, if you've got an idea, if you've got an opportunity, if you feel like there's a way to serve people right now in a different way, this might be the opportunity where the next Uber comes about, where the next mm. Grubhub comes about. Like, figure it out, right? The, the, a, a wise man, I think it was Earl Nightingale years ago, said the secret to success in business is to find a need and fill it. Absolutely. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. Find a need and fill it. Right now, I can tell you my wife is very frustrated by trying to order online groceries. And mm. she'll get all the way to the end and then it crashes or this isn't available or that can't mm. come through this way. So like if somebody can figure that out right now, yeah, you're going to dominate gold mine, you know, real quick, I will add, you know, as we're talking about what we're going through is I was, I was fortunate. I was on a call with Barry Habib um, 
think it was last Thursday or Friday, and he had the head of the Cleveland Clinic come on that call live. I was on that call. I heard oh, you it. were? Yeah, it was a great oh. call, right, Bill? And yeah. what yeah. I loved and I've been sharing with everybody is, look, support your local restaurants. You can still do takeout. Just make sure you totally. heat it up. If you're worried about catching something, he said heat it yep. up to 165 degrees. It kills everything. Yep. So support Absolutely. your restaurants, right? Totally. Those people totally. still need to live, to, to work and to, Absolutely, man. you know, cause they're going to be there for us when this whole thing is over, God willing. And, um, yeah, the other we'll thing right this. now, Michael, I, we will get through this. The other thing I'll say that I, I heard on that leadership call this morning that I just thought was a great idea. They were having all of their team members record thank you videos for mm. nurses, physicians, medical professionals, and first responders. Yes. That's not a whole lot of fun right now. That's, that's not a great place to be is suddenly they're thrust onto the front line. Yeah. Right. So anything that we can do to, whether that's a sign or a video or a note, but you know what, we need to love on those people that are at the, at the leading edge of the sphere right now for us. So great I point. Agree. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. I agree. And that, that ties in. I mean, we, we talked about your book and I'll put a link in the show notes here. Um, it's called White Collar Warrior, and it's, it. it's a great book. I have read it. Um, it's got so much good information in it. It really touches on discipline. I mean, really, the through line throughout it is, is discipline, right? Totally. And um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about the book that we didn't touch on. No? No. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it, it's me looking for, I have such a, I'm a huge patriot. And I, while I never served in the military, I do have a military charity that I, I'm an ambassador for called boot campaign. And, and yes. so every time I speak back in the old days, when I used to fly to destinations and speak to audiences, <laughs> um, I'll wear a suit, but I'll, I'll wear combat boots and I tuck the boots in. And that's what boot campaign is all about is helping our men and women that come home with traumatic brain injuries and post-traumatic stress. Mm. And we work with the Cooper clinic in Dallas and have some great, great stories, particularly for special operations. That's just kind of our, our focus, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's the charity. But I I took off on a bridge there. Oh, you were asking about the book, so that led me to the idea of, hey, what if I could interview mm. the best that our American military produces and look for the bridge between what they do and the most effective people in business? Love and it. oh my goodness, it's mission planning and it's discipline and it's fear and it's training and it's all the things that apply in their world that actually apply to to our world. So. That's it. And if you're a, if you'd rather listen, then, uh, then read, um, I recorded the book. So it's in my voice and nice. kind of a, it's a fun, less expensive way to, to get the content and that's on Amazon as well. Nice. Well, I'll put a link in the show notes and, um, appreciate it. You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll, as we wrap this up. So in my ice hockey coaching, I would tell my team, I would say to him, look, before you go to a game, right, you have to prepare as mm. if you're a Navy SEAL. As if you're going into a mission. And I would say to them, look, yeah, we're playing hockey. You know, it's not life or death. But I want you to start to learn to plan that way. Nice. You know, what is your mission? How are you going to execute it? How can you support your team? What can you do to make sure that, you know, your teammates stay safe? And Perfect. then I came up with a saying, Bill, that I say, look, you have a decision to make. You have a decision either you want to play hockey or be a hockey player. Play Ooh. hockey means you just show up. And you, go, you come to practice, you go through the motions, you play the games, and you go home. If you want to be a hockey player, it's all about nutrition, That's so sleep good. habits, right? It's, there's so many things that go into it. So, so good. 
Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I talked to somebody earlier today and I was saying, you know, the, the biggest thing that I love is I learned about neuroplasticity. The fact mm. that at my age, at your age, we can still continue to learn and grow Absolutely, and Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I didn't know that before. I thought uh, I was it, stuck. Oh, uh, no. It, it, there's a great book by uh, Carol Dweck called Mindset, where she, she contrasts growth mindset and fixed mindset. And, and neuro, neuroplasticity explains the pathways, right? How, how, how we do that. I, so here's my deal, man. At 65, my dad was retired, depressed, mm. and an alcoholic. Mm. At 65, in two days for me, I, dude, I'm arguably at the top of my game. Like you are best shape of my life, best yeah. shape of my life. It's awesome. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. And in addition to that, I've got, I've just got more demand and opportunity right now, professionally than I've ever had. And you know, I, could I retire? Yes, I suppose technically, but dude, I have zero interest. Like my, my excitement, the thing that gets me up in the morning is how can I go have an impact today? How can mm. I help people close the gaps between where they are and where they want to be? And there's no recipe for that. It's like, for me, it's, it's, you, do you know the term bespoke for custom? Yes. Do you know that yes. term? So like suits and like, I got a watch fetish. I got, I got bespoke, <laughs> you know, um, leather watch bands, right? So they're, right. they're custom made for the watches that I have. And I just, I got a thing for those. That's, that's the way I view coaching, Michael, is it's bespoke. So it's, it's every single client. I approach the engagement differently. There's nothing, there's no checklist. There's nothing formulaic about it. It's like, where do you want to go? Let's figure that out together. And then let's figure out how to get you there. So my point simply is at this age, neuroplasticity is alive and well, mm. and it allows me to have a growth mindset so that I'm fired up and excited every single day. And if I contrast that, to that sad period of time that I saw my dad mm. and it's a long story there about just kind of disappointment after disappointment professionally. Mm. And he just like, he just checked out Yeah, and that's yeah. not in my DNA. Well, it is in my DNA, but I'm fighting it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no. And I'm, I, my, my listeners, I will tell my listeners, this wasn't rehearsed and they would tell you, Bill, is that mindset by Carolyn Dweck is my all time favorite book. Really? Nice. All time. Nice. All-time favorite because to so me cool. that was a light bulb. Like what? Totally. Like, I can change. Totally. I'm not stuck. Isn't it cool. Oh, Isn't it cool. Yeah, and love that. You know, you're you're such an inspiration because first of all, 65 is not old; it's young. Mm. But at 65, to still have passion, to still to still jump out of bed and want to, you know, change the world. That's what we're all looking for. That's that it's pretty. It's pretty exciting, man. I got to yeah. tell you. So if, I, if somebody's listening right now and you're close to my age, um, there is a great book called Younger Next Year. You speak about the fitness thing, right? And, and it's written by a physician and actually one of his patients. Mm. And, and in it, he talks about age and he says, he says, age like the tide will wash you up onto the rocks where the crabs and seagulls will eat you. Wow. You've got to fight the tide. Mm. So that's my philosophy, man, in, in fitness and in business and in life is, dude, I'm fighting the tide. Yep. I am fighting the tide every single day because I do not want the seagulls or the crabs to eat me. Mm. You're so good at this, Bill. So listen, before I ask you my last question, where can my listeners find you? I am so easy to find these days, man. <laughs> Just if, if you go to either Bill Hart or Coach Bill Hart, Bill Hart is my personal page on Facebook. Coach Bill Hart is my business page. CoachBillHart.com is my website. 
you'll find me at at Coach Bill Hart on um, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. Yeah, and it's H A R T, but it is indeed. It really should be H E A R T because you are all heart. And I, Thanks, I saw Bobby. something that Renee posted on one of his sites with mm-hmm. you, and he he was just like, "Man, Bill, your last name is so fitting for you." It was very sweet. It, it truly is. Sweet. So. Yeah. Last question. And, and, you know, I mean, with you, Bill, we could go on forever, but I know you have a lot of things to get to. The last question that I like to, to ask is what is, what is the impact you want to have on the world? Mm. Yeah, man. I, I, if I was going to describe legacy, mm-hmm. I think it would simply be that I left people better off than I found them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that you did that for me wholeheartedly, 100%. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. I can tell my listeners that in the industry that we're in, that anybody that knows you speaks beyond, you know, they just love you and respect you and just, yeah. So you're doing it. Thanks, Michael. You are doing it. And um, it's my honor. I am honored to have you here. I'm so glad that my listeners got to have just a glimpse of who you are as a man and as a coach. And um, the world's a better place with you, buddy. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Michael, couldn't be more proud of you and what you're doing. And I just love watching this. I'll call it 2.0. Maybe it's 3.0 or 4.0. I don't know. But I love watching. I love watching the Michael Chabot that I see today, the, you, the way that you're showing up and the voice that you have and the way that you're inspiring people is just phenomenal. So I'm super proud of you, man. Well, thank you. And, and the last thing I'll say is this, is that, you know, I decided I want to be a lighthouse for others. I want to help them step out of the darkness and into the light. And hopefully through what I'm learning, I can bring that to them and help them live their best life. You know? Yeah. So again, Bill, I really appreciate it. Um, I'll put all the information for you in the show notes. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And as I said at the beginning, and I always end with is it all starts with a decision. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Daily Decision. If you like what you hear, please do us a favor, share it, like it, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it. And remember, it all starts with a decision.